Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are, welcome to Two Men with a Mic. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm excited and happy to be sitting here on a Sunday morning talking to my friend. Me too, man. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. I look... Are you outside again? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating the great outdoors until it says I can't celebrate no more. Oh, cool, man. So you're kicking it in your backyard, checking out the hills and stuff? Yep. Nice. Yes, I am. So I figured I'll I'll keep running with this until either it gets too hot or too cold. <laughs> cool, man. What are you doing today? I'm just going to try and work on the backyard a little bit. Oh, good. Yep. We got... Uh, Next weekend is um, Am. Oh no, wait. Is it next weekend? Maybe it's not next weekend, but I got to check my weekends. But one of these two weekends coming up is uh, Amber's last weekend before she goes to study abroad. So I think she leaves in two weeks. Oh, okay. So what are you gonna do on the last weekend? Um. We're going to have a, a, a little barbecue and, and get together and um, just hang out, enjoy the backyard, and cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's only going to be gone a month, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just more of the, I mean, thank God she's she's going to Australia, which, you know, is in my mind is a very safe place. I mean, everywhere is dangerous, but you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty safe place versus some of the third world and, and troubled areas that she could have gone to. So, yeah, but it's still, you know, you got a family member going for anybody, right. At any age, a family member going to a foreign country, and uh she's young and uh she's uh has you know medical medical conditions which complicate her travels so just parent stuff yeah she's probably gonna meet a nice australian boy (laughs) yeah exactly that was that was like my that's one of my fears too it's like we we know people or you know their kids like did you know study abroad or you know went like we know someone i believe that they went to spain and they never came back (laughs) you know so you know it's like wait a minute you're gonna come back right actually i have a cousin and that's what happened and oh that's who it is okay oh did oh yeah that was my cousin and yeah she went to study abroad in spain and she met a nice spanish doctor and married him and she's never come home from spain (laughs) exactly that's my point (laughs) well that'll be good for her i guess i'm assuming she'll go to the beach while she's there oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure she'll go to the beach and uh 
and all that. But she's pretty dedicated to her schooling and her education. So I'm I'm pretty sure she's gonna come back. She's not you know, she's she's still got two more years. So unless she meets a nice Kiwi boy. <laughs> he meets a man from down under. <laughs> she's gonna meet Crocodile Dundee, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's a possibility. By the way, did I, you know, there's, I think there's four of those movies now. And I only Are saw there? the two. Did you ever watch all of the Crocodile Dundee movies? I think I only, I only knew of one and two, which was Crocodile Dundee and then Crocodile Dundee Lost in New York or something. Yeah. I don't remember what the third one was, but I, I'm pretty sure within the last couple of years that he came out with a fourth one. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I don't think, I feel like I, I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't know. He, he surprised all of us with the first two, right? Yeah. Well, we'll have to uh, sit down and make Amber watch, you know, watch one and two. Maybe we'll do that next weekend when she's here. We'll have to make it a, a family thing. We'll all, we'll all get on and watch Crocodile Dundee's so that sh- she can be prepared. Yeah, you got to get her ready for the trip. So she has to watch Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a deer joining the podcast over there. Oh, really? Yeah. They're starting to be more visible. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. I can hear the creak of your swinging chair. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody on the podcast. But how yeah, do you... It feels relaxing. Yeah. How do you. How do you sit in a, what do you call these these things? But one of these swing chair things, you know, and not and not swing a little bit. I guess I could put some oil on it or something, right? Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that ain't happening. We have a hammock in the backyard and I actually oiled cloth. Because, like, the cloth was making that sound. And then I, I just sprayed WD-40 on it. And uh-huh. the... It's flammable now, but it doesn't make noise. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember taking a lighter and holding it in front of a WD-40 can? Yeah. Spraying fire. Yeah, don't do that, anybody. (laughs) That's a bad idea. I I remember one time when I was a kid, they had built... um, this sports center and i went down there and there was like a bully there and he tried to like get into it with me and uh and he had a gun he had a like a bb pistol and he was like stupid kid too but a little older than me and he was like yeah don't mess with me i got this gun and um so i went home and then I was all upset and I, I told my brother, yeah, there's some like bully kid and he's carrying a gun and he's like hanging out at the sports center. And uh, my brother was like, oh, OK, well, let me make you a flamethrower. <laughs> that'll... <laughs> that'll counteract that BB gun. Yeah. And he did. It was it was kind of like a Spider-Man web shooter thing that he made where there was like a syringe filled with gasoline and then around my wrist, 
like that was strapped to my wrist and then there was like a little hot point at the end so all i had to do was like lift my hand and then uh squeeze the syringe so the gas went across the hot thing and then it, i shot fire out of my hands <laughs> oh my god yeah it You're was lucky your arm didn't blow up yeah yeah well then i never saw that guy though <laughs> i was like all right i'm gonna go down and light him on fire <laughs> and i went down there and he wasn't there oh thank god <laughs> either your arm would have blown up or or um the kid would have burned up yeah isn't that weird though like well we were kids but like you don't even think about it like oh well i'll just light him on fire then yeah no problem i'll just <laughs> toast him he's toast dude <laughs> Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but guess what today is? Tuesday Rants with, you guessed it, Amber. Welcome back to the studio, everyone. Hey, fabulous podcast listeners. I have a very important question for you all. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Okay, it's a valid question. And it needs to be answered. I think it's gone on for way too long. And I need to know the answer right now. Okay. So bust out your calculators. I don't know. Google it. AI. Whatever is your source of wisdom. And I just need to know. Can a woodchuck even chuck wood? Or is a woodchuck's name just woodchuck and it can't even chuck wood? I mean, would it? I don't know. I mean, is it wood like W-O-U-L-D wood or like wood, like wood, W-O-O-D, like chucking wood, you know? I mean, there's just so many different questions that go into this. So how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I mean, would it even chuck wood? Or like, what does it do with the wood exactly? Is a woodchuck even a real thing? I don't even know because we have woodpeckers, but I don't know if we have a woodchuck. Is that like a guy named Chuck that works with wood or something? A woodchuck? I don't know. You guys let me know, find out, and get back to me ASAP. Dude. Hey, so you went to the balloon mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're finally open. So to review for the audience, there used to be a, a bar slash restaurant um, here where I live called the Bull and Mouth. And what was fun about it was it was all crazy on the inside. There were uh, like every inch of the walls and the ceiling, there was something weird on it. Like um, I think they had like a whole Western wagon hanging from the ceiling. And then they had like, I don't know, just different figures, mannequins, like very, eclectic. Mm-hmm. very eclectic, just, just yeah. everywhere. Everywhere you looked, there was like a bunch of stuff going on. And uh, so we used to love that place as kids. Everybody did. My parents even liked that place. We'd go in there and like get a hamburger and they and then like during it was a bar but during the day they would let the kids like us go in there but you had to go straight past the bar into the arcade room 
And then remember they had a bunch of arcade games there. Yeah. So yeah, they had a lot of video games. I remember playing Tron there and Santa. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was such a great place. It was like a weird theme park place or something. So anyway, yeah. how is the new so now that place closed? Years ago it closed. Yeah. And what a bummer that was. I was so sad to see it go. Um, but they apparently reopened it up in Davis, where Mitch yep. is. Yes. So you went there. Yeah, so it opened like uh, three or four days ago. Uh-huh. It's, uh, for the people that don't, that don't know or don't think you're hearing it correctly, it is called The Bowl in Mouth. So it's like, it act, the name actually comes from like the 1800s in, in England somewhere. And it was the intersection of two streets. It was the intersection of Bull Street and Mouth Street. Ah. So, you know, it was the bar at the intersection of Bull and Mouth. So that's... Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I always thought the Bull and Mouth was sort of like the hair of the dog. No. expression? No, I, I, I looked it up a while ago. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, it was a confusing name, but that was what was kind of like fun about the place, too. Like, what, what does that mean? Um, yeah. But so now I know. Yep, there you go. Education 101. Jen was like, well, let's go by. Maybe they're open. So we went by and there was a sign on the door that said, yes, we're open finally. And so we we went shopping in downtown davis and walked around a little bit and uh then we we walked over to the bowl and mouth and um, we had um some food so um not it's not as crazy as i feel as the one in riverside was yeah um you know nothing hanging from the ceiling but there's still a lot of stuff a lot of things going on on the walls. So one of their themes in there is to have a ton of old newspaper um, magazine articles and stuff that are printed on wood and hung on the wall. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of old, are, um, you know, instead of stuff hanging from the ceiling, because it's got a low ceiling, so it's not like the one in Riverside where they had room to, hang you know they can't really hang anything from the ceiling okay so, but it does have like exotic i guess cans of beer from all over the world all around the ceilings and stuff like that so it still looks very full of stuff yeah and um you know it's nice looking on the inside they have one sitting area that is like a um more like a, um, a lounge where it's got couches, you know, like you'd see at a coffee shop. Um, and that area is called the library. And um, it's just like its own area. But on the name where it says the library, it says the library, the place where you can be as loud as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, How about um, the bathrooms? Did they do that? Oh, you know what? I didn't. I didn't notice. I didn't pay attention, but I don't think so. We used to have a sign at the old boy mouth, and 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 it said, 
men like really uh, yeah. prominently. But then if you looked at the fine print, print it said the men's room is over there. Yeah. And there was like an arrow to the door next to it, which said women on it. But then underneath the women, it said in, in, in small print, the women's room is over there. So most people would walk into the women's room. I guess that's okay these days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> not quite mean as much anymore. Yeah. But uh, you would end up going to the men door and walking in, but that was actually the women's room because the, and then, and the women's door was actually the men's room. So yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, Mike and I have been talking about this Davis bowl and mouth on the podcast for almost a year or at least six months Yeah, so for, uh, for quite a while. So they finally opened here in the beginning of June. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was nice. It, um, uh, was was okay you know it was a letdown from high school but i'm sure our imaginations were a lot grander than reality but um the people were nice um you know i i ordered some chicken wings um you know everything there at the bowl and mouth is kind of overdone so yeah the the chicken wings were like a chicken thigh mm. <laughs> You know, it was like, dang, this is too much. So, was the uh, food good? It was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, but they just opened. I think that you gotta, you know, you gotta give them some slack. There was a lady at the entrance. You know, she was one of the order owners greeting everyone, and uh, so she was nice and you know saying welcome. We just opened please be patient. You know, we're figuring it all out, you know, which is normal. Yeah. Time there's a, there's a new restaurant. It's, it's not easy. Jen was a waitress for many years. So, you know, it gets, it gets challenging with new cooks and, you know, someone's new to the system. And, and then of course we've, you know, the, the way you go there and you uh, order is they have a, you know, you go up to one person up to this, they don't have waitresses really you know so you go up and at the bar there's a cash register and you know you get in line right there and you order your food and drinks and then you go down and they give you a number like 53 or whatever you know and then they bring it to your table but the the guy running the cash register was clearly trying to you know still kind of new and still figuring it out okay so so when Jen got in, well, when we got in line, there was nobody in line. But by the time she got out, there was probably a good, you know, six or seven people in line behind her. Oh, okay. So he was he was starting to feel the pressure, you know, of the line building up and stuff. But overall, it was a nice experience, and you know, probably be good to go back in a month and and you know after they've got a, organized you know, and, and all their staff have figured it out. Yeah. But it was nice you on the what I remember too about that place, speaking of the bathrooms again, because I just remembered this. But like, if you went in the uh, women's room, which, you know, you would accidentally do, um, it was all pornographic pictures of, and then if you went in the um, men's room, it was all like 
uh, nudie pictures of women. Oh, shoot. I should have gone into the bathroom and checked all that out. I wonder if they did that again. It was pretty, it was kind of raunchy. Yeah. Everything in there had the feel of like a Monty Python animation. <laughs> like, remember those Terry Gilliam weird little animations he would do? Yeah. And uh, that's what it felt like to be inside the bullet mouth was like you were in a weird Monty Python animation. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, um, I don't know. Obviously it, it didn't, it didn't quite remind me of, of the one in over down there. Yeah. But um, it was interesting when I was talking to this owner lady. Um, she said that one of the original owners of, of the one down there, uh, I guess he's in his 90s now, um, is, is, has ownership in this one in Davis. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I guess they all moved up to Davis, huh? I guess so. One guy did. <laughs> that's the guy that's still around. But so. so there's there's no like mannequins or no. statues or no really? there's some there's some paintings and 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 stuff like that but um, yeah no none none of that it's a little bit more classy than that but it definitely does have that old I mean you know if if you take the origin of the name which is that English pub kind of thing it it, it does. I guess kind of have that feel to it where it would be, it does kind of look like something from the 1800s, you know, from what I would imagine would be England where it's got a lot of um, woodwork and crown moldings. And, um, you know, so it, it looks, it looks like it would have, it looks a little fancy like you would imagine it at, you know, somebody building something in England where it's just a little bit nicer and stuff. It yeah. looks like it could be intended to be a, um, a, a nicer establishment. Yeah. And stuff. So it's, it's done, you know, a little classier, I guess, than um, the one in River, you know, the, the one back there in high school that, that we went to. Yeah. So. That's cool. Are you are you gonna like go in there and record a show with me? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to figure something out. We'll have. You can to. go investigate the bathroom. That'll be your investigative journalism. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we'll go and uh, and and record a show. So that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. So Ooh, man, it was it was nice to see it finally open though. It was fun to find something from our our childhood past you know as an old man i will say that the only constant is change yeah just like you were hearing about the whole time you were growing up if you live long enough what you'll see is everything will change or disappear and so that's why people like the thomas wolf quote you can never go home again and it's because when you go home, there's all kinds of new stuff and things that you loved are gone and, and it's just changed. Yeah. Um, and so I've seen that 
in spades around here, like this entire community and city just totally changed. Um, but, and one of the big changes, like one of the first ones where it was like, oh my God, nothing's permanent was the bull and mouth closing here. Yeah. Like that was, that was such a unique place that kind of helped make this area a little special. And then I remember when it closed and it was like, what? And then some place opened in there, but it's all boring. Like, um, I think it's still a bar restaurant thing, but they don't have anything funny in there. So I was like super bummed, but some I I I'm glad that it's risen again now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it is risen. Like I said, it's it's a it's establishment. It's clean, and of course it's brand new. It's got a patio all around it, so you can go there and sit on the patio. That's cool and stuff. And I think the other one had a patio too. Did it? I don't. Really, I yeah, you're right. It did, didn't it? Yeah, they're around after the arcade was like another room where you could like sit and eat lunch and stuff. And then there was a door and they have like a small patio area out there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was nice. It was just nice to see it finally open. So That's so cool, dude. Good for you. I'm glad you went there. Yeah. Actually, it was Jen. She was like, let's go, let's go see if it's open. Let's, let's go see, let's go see. So she was the driving force behind it. Cool. So, yeah, I don't know what their holdup was, but glad to see that they're open. Check them out if you're in Davis. Cool, cool. Yeah. Hey there, Amber here. Are you in dire need of trying to reach Mitch and Mike? Or maybe just want to be a part of the show? Well, it's easy. You could log on to twomenwithamike.com. That's the number two. And go to the About section, where you'll find all the ways to contact Mitch and Mike. Or you can email them at the number twomenwithamike at gmail.com. Or, at the bottom of any episode on Spotify, you can hit the leave a message link or write a comment. Oh my. Well, we went to a gala event last night, dude. A gala event? What was that? (laughs) I was there in jeans and flip-flops, but everybody else was in (laughs) tight. It was like, okay... So the area that I live in, there are several cities next to each other, and um, but it's all part of like one big area, kind of like L.A. Like you go to L.A., there's actually only one city of right. Los Angeles, but but then L.A. is so big because there's all these other yeah. communities. I mean, like Studio City and Compton, yeah, Beverly Hills yeah. and Santa Monica. Like they're all very different and and but they all get lumped in and that's why they say la is so big but actually the city of los angeles it's actually about the same size as the city that i'm living in now because the city i'm living in now has grown so much um but so we were in the wealthy community and it is there is super wealth in that community and this was a fundraiser for the symphony and uh, so it was ultra rich people and i was 
the Marx Brothers. <laughs> well, 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 how on earth did you even get an invite to something like that? Uh, my brother's wife, they were having a dance competition and an auction. And what they do is they invite a bunch of rich people to go there and, you know, participate in the dance competition, uh, vote on the dance competition and, you know, buy stuff um, from the auction. And then all the money goes to the symphony. So it was, it's my sister-in-law. She was dancing in the competition. And, uh, but I thought that would be good for my son too, uh, to let him see dancing. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll, he'll have an interest in dancing. Remember Chuck was all the big dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Your brother. Yeah. And he got all into dancing. And at first we were just dumb kids. And I was like, why would you do that? And, and, then, <laughs> and then I realized everybody in the dance class, except for Chuck was a sexy chick. And like <laughs> one day we came home and Chuck was in the jacuzzi at your house yeah. with seven sexy dancer chicks. And, <laughs> and then they're all in the jacuzzi together. And I was like, Oh, I want to take a dance. class." <laughs> <laughs> But no, I think dance is cool. And, and uh, my son has a lot of rhythm. He's actually really beautiful to watch. He's very athletic and strong and very coordinated. And he kind of jumps around and dances a little bit um, and does like gymnastic feats and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, well, this will be good for him, you know, so he could see the dance. But my son is, uh, you know, just a little boy. And so he was, he was having a good time, but he was all just running around and <laughs> just getting into trouble and stuff, which is cute. Um, and uh, so it was, it was good. I was stunned at the wealth there though. Like um, a lot of them look like mafia dons. <laughs> like they it's all these old men and all these old women. And then you look at the man and, and you're kind of like, that dude looks like the Godfather. <laughs> but like, yeah, like one of them, they just, I think they just asked for a blanket donation. Like they, it, they were auctioning stuff too, but they were like, you know, and I don't, I think they were just asking for a donation and there was like this old woman at a table and she whispered in the ear of the auctioneer. Like, I think the auctioneer said, let's start, you know, the bidding at uh, $5,000. And then that little old lady immediately upped it to $25,000. Damn. What was it they were doing? Um, what was it they were selling, auctioning? Oh, different stuff. Like um, they had a whole tent with all these things in there and, you know, jewelry and like, I, oh. I don't know what. Um, so nothing off of eBay? Huh? Nothing off of eBay. Nothing off of eBay. No, it was all <laughs> super rich people. So it was all like um, super expensive stuff. But man, did they ever have the money? I was sitting there and I was like, wow, you, you got an extra $25,000 to the symphony? Like, really? <laughs> so, yeah, they were all in Texas. I was in jeans and a shirt and flip flops. And mostly just chasing my son around the whole time. My ex-wife got all dressed up. She looked very beautiful. Um, most of them were like in gowns and all that stuff. And I was like, 
Hey, you in the cheaper seats, rattle your jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting and different. And Gowan dug it like the, the dance room where everybody ate and stuff. Um, you know, it was all mirror balls and lights. And there was like a Paris theme for the whole thing. So there were like Eiffel Tower models all over and then Arc de Triomphe, I think it's called the Arc, Arc de Triomphe. And uh, so he was loving that stuff. He kept like breaking into the ballroom before the dance started and just running all around in the lights and screaming all happily. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone was nice, but they were all weak. We can't have him doing that in here, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. So I always feel, I always remember the Marx brothers because they were always upsetting wealthy parties and stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Huh? And that's how I felt. I was just like, I'm an unofficial Marx brother. I know what to do at this place. <laughs> gonna burn it down. <laughs> Actually, I was pretty mellow, but, and, but, you know, we were chasing our son around and stuff. I think he was the only little kid there. And my sister-in-law danced and she's been practicing and practicing and practicing. So did she dance like a partner or? Yeah, they all danced with partners. Um, so was it like ballroom dancing or what kind of dancing was it? Uh, I think it was kind of your choice. Like if you entered the competition, you just submit whatever music you wanted to use. So like yeah. I know my sister-in-law and her dance with the guy she was dancing with, they used that song. Like, I guess it's 1940s song where it's Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. The Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy from Company B. Remember that song? Oh, I think so, yeah. <laughs> but they did good. Um, but by then my son had um, kind of had it. And uh, so my ex-wife had taken him out to the car because he was just totally acting up. And uh, so I didn't get to stay to the end. I have to talk to my brother today and see what happened. Um, but I stayed long enough to videotape my sister-in-law doing her dance at the gala thing. Oh, that was nice. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was unusual. <laughs> I'm not usually in places like that. Um, Hanging with the elite was super elite yeah yeah i must say i've always been this way but it's not my scene you know like we were having like crepes and tiramisu and and all this rich food and i was like i really i hate this stuff i i, I just want a, a burrito from a taco stand you know yeah and all this like shishi food and all that i was like ah. I don't know. I'm just not wild about it. And I, I, you know, I mean, everyone was nice, but uh, it's a little stuffy and um, pretentious. And uh, I don't know. They, everyone was nice to me. I don't want to like judge them and talk a bunch of crap about them and all that stuff. But overall, it's like, I like a taco stand and a burrito. And then hopefully there's a beach nearby. And <laughs> that's where I'm happy. So I was curious about something that, that, that you texted me. So did the G-Man get to go swimming? Oh, yeah. I bought a fairly <laughs> large backyard pool for him, and he's completely obsessed with it. He knows it's there, right? He knows it's there. I didn't think about the ramifications because 
that's all he wants to do now. I bring him over to the house. He doesn't want to play in the house or watch cartoons or anything like that. He just goes straight to the backyard and he wants to go in his pool. And then, you know, it's just uh, water from the garden hose filling it up. And we're having a strange summer where it's been kind of cold and he doesn't care. He's like, he'll scream and yell and pound on the sliding glass door until you let him go to the pool and then the pool is freezing and he'll still go in it and he'll stand in the pool like shivering and shaking covered in goosebumps teeth chattering and if you try to take him out of the pool he'd be like get away <laughs> so i'm really happy he's enjoying that pool but it's like a guarantee he's going in so i have to have like extra clothes for him and be ready with a towel basically he goes in the pool goofs around until he's totally frozen and then he runs out and hugs me so i can warm him up and i hold a towel around him <laughs> and he just it's like 10 minute increments like okay 10 minutes in the freezing water okay go get warm with that it was okay. kind of like what we taught him at the mission in in that jacuzzi because he figured that out quick yeah yeah i was sitting there watching him you know he you you, you know he didn't want to get out of the pool and then you took him to the jacuzzi and he was like, oh, this is pretty warm. So then he got in there, but then he kept looking over at that pool like, God, it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he went over and he got in the pool. I was like, damn. Yeah. And then he got up and went back to the jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. I was. We used to do that when we were yeah. in, You had a jacuzzi in a pool and we'd get all hot in the jacuzzi and then jump into the freezing pool. Yeah. Which is, I guess everyone does that, but it, it is a very strange sensation when you're yeah. all hot and then you jump in the pool. It's like this sheath of ice forms on you <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do that too. Yeah, and he was definitely doing that. So, yeah, he lives in his pool, dude. So I'm, I'm glad, but it's like you. I have to now know he's going to get wet every time he comes here because it's all he wants to do is jump in that pool. Well, that's good. At least he's excited about something. Yeah, right? definitely. And with these hot, I mean, what's the, I mean, it got up to 90 over here yesterday. How did it get hot there yesterday? Uh, it did. It took a long time, but by the late afternoon, it was up to, it was in the eighties or something. Uh, the first part of that gala event, it, like the auction stuff, it was all this stuff and it was just in a tent and um, it was hot. It was hot in the tent and hot all around. I bet all those dudes in tuxedos were kind of dying. Um, but then the dance part of the competition, or dance part of it, the dance competition part of it was inside a building, like like a ballroom, and um, it was nice and cool in there. But for like an hour or two, we were all walking around in the heat, like, oh, diamond-studded earrings. Only <laughs> $100,000. No problem. Where's that lady with the 25 grand? <laughs> yeah, does, does she need a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> she was very old but um yeah <laughs> lots of money dude i couldn't help but think too though if you have an extra 25 grand to give to the symphony why don't you give that to charity or something well that is a charity it's just not what we consider a needy charity oh yeah you're right you're right. Why don't you feed some homeless people with $25,000? Yeah. That's what a lot of people have problems with, right? Is is obviously 
if you if it's it's your money and you can do what you want with it but it's irritating when when people say oh you know i'm doing good with my money i donated money to a chair you know to a charity and you think oh good you know you gave some money to the red cross or you know some kind of homeless you're feeding children you know something like that and it's like oh no i gave it to the symphony you know and it's like well that's not really a charity you know unless the symphony is going into you know neighborhoods in compton and teaching you know kids how to you know with musical talents you know free free instruments and lessons and stuff like that but who knows maybe that's what they're doing with the twenty five thousand. well part of one of the programs that the symphony offers that they were touting was um helping kids learn music right so but there too i was like these are redlands kids they're all the children of the wealthy you know, like, I'm glad they're going to be exposed to music and all that stuff, but they're like starving people on the cold streets, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, it's great. It, it, it's great to teach a kid about music. But on the other hand, if he can't eat the instrument, he's probably not interested if he's starving. Yeah. You exactly. know, that's why they have school programs that feed kids because. You know, one of the things it's it's interesting, at least my thought on it is, is I hear everyone complain about public schools and and, you know, how bad and and, and you know, a lot of down stuff on public schools. But but one of the things that uh, people do not realize about our free education that and, and that things that come with public schools, at least here in California, is is that they feed the kids. There are no hungry kids in our school. I mean, they might come to school hungry, but they know when they come to school, they're getting, you know, some of them are sign up for the free breakfast. So they get a free breakfast. They get a snack and a lunch. Yeah. So, so I will say something, at least I I can only speak to California because I've only lived in California and my wife works for a, for a school district and stuff but but I, but i will say at least here we do do you know the public schools do do some good stuff mm-hmm. and that's and that's and that's one of them there aren't there aren't hungry kids i mean you know obviously they they might the going to school might be the only time they actually eat isn't that terrible you know yeah and, and even like with covid just 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 to bring it up so when covid hit and they weren't come into school and they were doing like homeschool stuff the schools still used the buses and drove lunches out oh that's cool to people so they were still serving lunches even though there were no students so you know i know you know so just kudos to the to the to the schools and like i said i don't know what other states but you know, people talk about America and and Americans here get down on it. But I guarantee you in a lot of countries, they don't they don't they don't do that. You know, they don't have free education if they even have an education system, let a let a let alone feed the kids. Yeah. You know. And, and That's stuff. what uh, my ex-wife says about her home country, which is Thailand. Um 
because you know thailand has some gorgeous beaches that rival the caribbean and stuff and um you know it's a buddhist culture and uh, there are some things that are kind of nice about it plus it's so cheap to live in thailand it's just ridiculously cheap um and so you know there been, there's been so much trouble in this country and then right. i'm not sure the end is in sight um and it, I, it's possible it might get worse so you know here and there i've debated the idea of like moving to thailand um but one of right. the reasons that my and and I've just told my ex-wife like we would go there and I'd work and you know we would live separately still because that's what she wants. But yeah, uh, well, but you could still do the job you're doing there, but the money would go a lot further. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the main reason that I mean, one of the main reasons, excuse me, that um, she doesn't want to do that is because they don't have free stuff. Like in in the schools and all that, it, it's right. like the the programs that you just described. They don't do that in Thailand. There's no free lunch, and yeah. uh, so that's one of the reasons we're here is because they do do that in the American educational system. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's uh, you know those rich galas and 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 stuff like that and you know people can give their money to whoever they want whatever they're interested in i just going back to my original statement i just don't don't brag about it you know that's not i mean that's that's great sure but you know feed somebody you know pull somebody you know twenty five thousand dollars that's you could pay for you know a lot of you know like a women's homeless shelter Right. Where there's women and children, you could put that money towards um, um, like training and helping a, a, a single mother get back on her feet, you know, with her kids and, you know, get her get her trained for a job, help her get an apartment down payment, get some clothes for them, some furniture, get her all set up. Right. And so she's self-sufficient. Yeah. You know that sort of thing yeah but, i agree there's more tangible stuff that you could help with um yeah. but anyway it's up to them it's their money yeah. a symphony is not a bad thing um but yeah I, I that was what i was thinking i was like god if you have all this extra money you could really do some good with it and yeah. symphonies are nice but food in the stomach of a hungry person is better you know yeah. Or they could, you know, promote our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I sidled right up to that 25 grand lady. And yeah. Like, hey, man, we need funding for our show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can she can go on to Spotify or to our, our web page and, you know, the number two men with the mic dot com and and give to the taco fund there's a link right there under oh, the uh, we have a taco fund yeah we have we, we have yet to buy any tacos but but there is a taco fund so if you go under the about section on our web page um there it's it's all through spotify so those rich people can go on there and donate you know twenty five thousand dollars to the two men with the mic yep that would be perfect 
I'll be able to buy a burrito. Yeah. <laughs> From a taco stand. It'll be great. You know, I've been I've been trying trying different burritos and you know, I maybe it's just me. Although Jen, you know, Jen did get me a good burrito from Chipotle. Yeah. Um, I think it was Friday. Um, um but I, I didn't I, I I think that she does a better job ordering my food than I do. <laughs> I'm really maybe it's old man um you know thing, but it's like I, I just it's like food plates are too much for me. And none of the food really sounds very good. Yeah. So, so I'm almost to the point where I think I just need baby formula. <laughs> a Gerber jar. Sure, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm at that point, too. Dude, there was this huge raccoon in my yard last night. Probably swimming in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been worried about that because, like, I have a lot of animals in my backyard. Um raccoons skunks possums stray cats like they all come by um oh wait what did you just say though i said they're probably swimming in it oh right yes yeah. so i've had other little or pool, more small pools um in the backyard and there's been weirdness like um you know if i left pool and water in the pool overnight then I'd come out and there'd like be dirty paw prints around the edge yeah. of the pool. Yeah. And um, and they would have been like drinking the water and stuff. And then I always worried that wasn't very safe for my son. Um, Cause he knows like what diseases those animals could be carrying or. Um, well, and then you... I had an inflatable small pool out there too. And I came out and it was popped. <laughs> <laughs> and there were paw marks on it, little claw marks. So I think like some creature with claws was trying to drink the water and its claws punctured the swimming pool. And so this one, the, the one I got now is pretty big and um, I didn't know how it would fare out there. And so far it's doing good. Um, but like my ex-wife was like, oh, you should put a cover over the top of that. And well, I, go ahead. I, no, well, go ahead. if you put a cover on that, some animal's going to try to walk across it. Yeah, that's well. I thought, or they'd get in it, and then they'd get trapped because of the cover and die in it. Yeah, that's what I figured. So I thought I'm going to leave it open so the animal can at least see that it's water, and then maybe we'll get lucky and they won't drown in it or something. Yeah. Or you can drain it every time, but it's probably too expensive to keep filling I it up. I think so. I'm so scared of my water bill this month. Um, I bet it's a, It's probably two feet maybe three feet deep the pool right. and it took like a couple hours to fill it up oh, and I, was, wow. I was sitting there watching it fill up like you can't afford this <laughs> you can't. you're watching it fill up with dollars yeah pretty much i'm scared we'll see what the bill's like this month and then if it's terrible i'll probably have to do something a little different yeah hey speaking of of dollars and stuff but uh, well you you don't fill it up every week so well, I mean, it does a have one a time. filter on it, although it doesn't seem to be working. But the idea of the filter is you wouldn't have to keep filling it up; you just filter the water that's there. Right. Um, but I, I'm excited. I know I texted you, but I I got my official first senior discount this week. 
<laughs> what for? It was at the grocery store. Really? Yeah, they give a senior discount. I got an extra, I think, I saved me 14 bucks. I don't know what I got, but it, nice. my wife said we saved $14 because I'm an old man. Well, what did you have to do? Do you have to show him your license and say I'm here for 55 make the adjustment? Um, no, he asked, so I guess I'm looking my age. He, just, he, he goes, well, is, is anybody, you know, 55 or older? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, stand up. So then um, he goes, oh, well, then I can give you the senior discount. And I'm like, all right, my very first senior discount. So we can mark this in history. I, I officially got my very first senior discount. That's cool. I'm like a 21-year-old getting his license. I mean, being able to drink alcohol and go out to a bar. Yeah. yeah I'm turning 21. I want to order a beer. So now I've, uh, I've turned the age of senior citizens. So I want my discounts. <laughs> so everywhere we went yesterday, I asked if they had a senior discount. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. And then all my family got mad at me. They're like, stop it. Why? I don't know. They well, either they don't want to hang out with an old man, or I just embarrass them. But but they were like, "Stop it! Don't don't do that." And then the one place was like, "No, I'm sorry, we don't do that here." So I went somewhere that didn't offer senior discounts, so I'm never going back there. Yeah, forget that place, dude. Yeah, I want to check on that. I I order groceries through Instacart. Well, check it out. See if you get a senior citizen's discount. Yeah, I'm going to see if they offer some kind of discount. I know the grocery store did. That's so cool, dude. That's good. Yeah. So if they had like a COVID lockdown again, I'd be able to go shopping with the seniors, you know, at that special time when they don't let everybody in the store. Wow. Well, so would you. I'm also getting all this stuff about um, 55 and up you know trailer parks or, or rv parks and stuff yeah like yeah we've been eyeballing those but i'm 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 pretty much unless i get forced out probably not gonna leave here really yeah it's just um i mean i guess if i win the lottery and and i can pay someone to come do all the work yeah and then, and then wherever i go all the work is already done that would be nice. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not doing all this again. Well, why would you go to like an RV park when you have a beautiful house? Well, yeah, that's the other thing. The only reason we I could see it was to make it either be closer to Julia and the kids or something, or or to be closer, you know, to where Amber is. Um, yeah. You know, those those would be like, you know, well, those are the only reasons. i don't you know i don't the only the only way i could see any desire to move would be closer to my grandkids or um you know to help amber out with college and because she has to pay for her student housing right it comes out of her student loans yeah so and it's not cheap i mean it's good housing don't don't get me wrong and it's probably cheaper than an apartment you except know for the serial killers yeah except for the serial killer part <laughs> yeah but you take the serial killer out of it and prices go up 
yeah. maybe they're going to have a serial killer discount this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's not going to be there forever, though. It's only a few years. Yeah. Well, she's got six more years. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the big thing, too, right? So she's got she's got a couple weeks left, and then she'll be done with her sophomore year. And then she's leaving for Australia for a month to do her summer classes. Then, then like when she comes back, she's already, she's an intern. She got in, you know, so she's doing a internship um, with some PhD students on, on something animal related. But, um, you know, so she's busy with that. Like, like they got to go, you know, she goes and puts her hand. She was telling me yesterday she had to put her hand inside a, a live living cow's stomach um, and, and stuff like that um, yesterday. And, you know, how'd she do that? Were they operating on the cow? No, no, it's really kind of gross, but I guess it's all in the name of science. I don't know. But um they put and and Jen said they do these with they they do this with people too that have medical conditions that require it yeah or you know just just it's a procedure but basically they put they cut a circle like in your side yeah and they put like like an access port um that you can open and close that that would give you access to it i guess they do it with people that that have eating disorders that mm-hmm. So they can feed them. So we do it. We, we do it with people. And and I, you know, that's what I mean, there's medical reasons to do it in people. But on these big cow, you know, cows are huge. So they 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 do it on the cows so that they can whatever their research is, it's it's cow related and to save the environment because um, cattle, I guess, produce methane. And, and I, I don't know exactly. I'm, it's above my pay grade, but, um, anyway, they have a way of sticking their hand in the cow's stomach. Weird. Yeah. It's kind of gross. And that's, that's, and so, you know, she's an intern, right? So she works there for free. Although she gets, she gets credit for the hours towards med school, you know, as, as doing it and stuff. But, um, so, you know, she gets some recognition for it. Yeah. But, but yeah, her, her, uh, they work under PhD students that do the research and write the papers and stuff. So they're assistants to them, you know? And so she was with the PhD student and they were, they were like, anybody want to stick their hand in there? And all the other people were like, uh, Amber's like, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> oh so. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is to help. I, I guess their ultimate goal is to, I guess, help the cows, you know, live better and, and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, certain vitamins and minerals and, you know, come up with good supplement, healthy supplements for the cattle and stuff. Yeah. So that sort of thing to make, the, you know, cattle be better. But huh. Yeah, so she stuck her hand in a cow's stomach. Weird, dude. Yeah. And then 
So we're walking around and she goes, yeah, they say, because I'm, I'm like, well, what kind of glove, you know, and stuff like that do you wear? Do you wear like one of the long ones that go to your elbow and stuff? And she's like, no, you know, it's just a regular surgical glove. And then she shoves her arm in my face and says, well, they say that the uh, smell lingers on your arm. Can, can, can you smell it? And no. she shoves it in my nose. <laughs> you smell like, it? No, I didn't smell it, but I'm like, what if I did? <laughs> <laughs> She's all like, can you smell the cow bio on my arm? Oh, dear. <laughs> so, I mean, she's all into that. She loves animals and anything that will improve the quality of life of animals. You know, that's that's what she wants to do. And that's why she wants to be a rehabilitation person, not versus like, you know, a money making, you know, vet that, you know, charges to put animals down and stuff. She 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 wants to, you know, do rehab and and heal them and and teach them to walk again and stuff like that. So. But I guess she doesn't mind shoving her hand in a cow's stomach. Weird. Yeah. But I know it'll ultimately turn into something good with her. She'll actually be helping animals. Yeah. Yep. So she told me to smell. You know, it's kind of like you know, when when um, someone farts around you and says, hey, smell my fart. <laughs> <laughs> She's all like, hey, smell the cow bio on my arm. <laughs> Oh my god. We did not have to do that in film school. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Although if we had, I'm sure someone would have made a movie out of it. Yeah, training video. <laughs> How to put your hand inside of a cow's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think that's cool because she's so loving and kind and then going into animal re rehabilitation um I know yeah. she'll do a lot of good. Yeah. So on a on a on a sadder note, but we should give a give our condolences and our 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 prayers and thoughts to uh, our listeners in India. There was a I don't know if you saw this on the news, but there was a a, a pretty tragic uh, train accident uh. in India where a high speed passenger train collided stationary cargo train that was carrying steel ore and um obviously the passenger plane tr train lost yeah and um then on top of it there was another passenger train i guess going the opposite direction on the tracks and uh the last couple of cars of that train got involved in the other accident as well so um oh, yeah it was like a the train was running like 70 miles an hour and it ran straight into a stationary cargo train oh, man. that was that was you know had steel ore or something on it and so it didn't even move that that train wow and uh yeah there's there's almost not you know just under 300 people passed away Oh, no. Yeah. And, you know, it, the count could change, but, um, yeah. So, um, very, very uh, tragic and, and, and sorry to hear that. I know, I know there's tragedy everywhere, 
but you know that's something that's just shocking and and totally unexpected so blessings to everybody involved yeah yeah just not a lot we can do from here but you know uh, i'm just sorry to 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 hear and read about that yeah i remember um i read like when they made silence of the lambs actually a friend of mine those are books like i forgot the author's name um i forgot the author's name but somebody gave me like it was all popular and they had made the movie and all that and someone gave me like um a couple of those books to read and uh so for some reason i did and <laughs> i know well i i yeah i don't know that's not really my i mean it, it like i'm not really interested in that um some people are totally fascinated by serial killers and um I'm not, you know, I, and, but I, I did read those books, but in the book, um, Animal Lecter, like one of the things that he's returning to as a way of like justifying his behavior and like proving his uh, existence is like anytime someone mentioned God or whatever, he'd go, Oh God, did you know there was a plane crash today and 300 people died? And he's like, Did you notice God there? And, and like, you would just go into like these lists of like these horrendous tragedies, like to make the point that if God is there, he doesn't care. Um, or maybe he's a sadistic God. Um, and at the time I thought that's sort of a juvenile argument. Um, but that was like his main point. Like, yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's hard to figure out what to do in those situations. Yeah, you know, and and you can see the pain and hurt. I am sure, on that train crash, there were, you know, it is sad, right? I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure there was a pregnant lady, maybe going to a doctor's appointment, all excited about having a child. There was um, probably a a bride or a groom or a bride and a groom that were getting ready to start their life together. There was probably a a young high school student, you know, all excited about going to college. And then there was probably children, you know, a five-year-old on there that, that, um, you know, had a whole life in front of them and, you know, was a complete, complete innocent person. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that, that, that there's some tragedy like that. So, yeah, it does. It it does bring into you know that that Hannibal Lecter argument is is understandable, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it is, um, especially to the people that are faced with those kinds of tragedies. I mean, yeah. you know, we could we could talk about Edgar, right? I mean, he he died because a doctor gave him the wrong medicine, yeah. not not because of not because of anything else. But a but a, but a doctor gave him the wrong medicine. He shouldn't have been, have, have had. And, yeah. And you know we all have that at some point in time in our life. I don't. I I don't. I don't have an answer to that. You know, biblically, other than 
you know, all I can say is Jesus was, was, was taken from us early and he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So if, if Jesus was willing to do that, you know, and God was really willing to let that happen to his own son as his own sacrifice. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at it on an individual standpoint, I mean, God isn't asking you to do anything he didn't do. That's true. You know, and, and it is a sacrifice. The interesting thing is, is it's a sacrifice on our side because we're still living, but is it truly a sacrifice for the person that passed away? Or, or is it, they just get to get, get, you know, get to uh, get there first. Right. You know, I mean, I can guarantee you that the children are there. Yeah. You know, so well, there is an old expression that I believe is true, though, that the good die young. Yeah. I've seen that at least once, maybe a couple of times in my life where it was like this person died and didn't make any sense at all. And then I thought about their lives and they basically lived like saints. And yeah. so, like, yeah, I just kind of arrived at that conclusion, like, oh, I guess it's true. Like, if you were so good, there's no reason for you to be here. You might as well, like, head up to heaven or something. Yeah, yeah. And, well, are your, are your mission, whatever it was, right? I mean, I mean, people have, have goals. I mean, the other way of looking at it is it could have been a train load of Hannibal Lecter's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't believe that, but I'm just saying that for argument's sake. So, please don't get offended if you had a family member on there. I'm not saying your family member was a was a Hannibal Lecter, um, and people may not know who that is. But so we maybe we should explain who Hannibal Lecter is. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> in the when was that? Like the eighties? Was it? Was it okay? Yeah, Hannibal Lecter. Or is, maybe it was the seventies, seventies or eighties. Um, but Hannibal Lecter is like this brilliant psychiatrist who decides to become a serial killer, and and so several books were written about that, and then they made. Uh, oh, dude! I think by the time they were done, they ended up making like four films. Well, I think there was a TV series. Was there a new one? Oh, yeah, I think there was Hannibal Lecter TV series. Um, but the fun thing about Hannibal Lecter is that he's supposedly brilliant. And so, you know, trying to argue with him about like, well, you're a crazy serial killer. Then he's always responding with these intellectual justifications for like everything that he's doing. So he's kind of a creepy villain in that way. Um, but yeah, they made the silence of the lambs with Jodie Foster. And yeah. But, but, but didn't he kill people and eat them? He would eat him. He was Hannibal the cannibal. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I think they, they made the one and I think it won Best Picture and everybody in the world went crazy about it. It is weird. It's like one of those moments where I stand back and I'm like, what's going on with our society? What's going on with people? Because they love Hannibal Lecter, the serial killer. Like yeah. they, they think he's awesome. And then like the same thing happened. There was a TV show called Dexter. Yeah. I like Dexter. I actually never saw it, but I knew what it was about. I think I watched like 
Well, yeah, he was a serial killer, but he only killed guilty people that got off um, on the because of technicalities in the court yeah. system. So yeah. then he would go. He was an I think he was an ambulance driver. So then he would go and inject them and take them somewhere, and then he would cut them up into pieces and throw them in the ocean. Mm-hmm. But everybody loved him. That show, like when it was first on, was so popular. I remember it was around the time I was buying a wedding ring for, for my, <laughs> my ex-wife. Yeah, I remember going in the jewelry store and like all the people that worked there were talking about how much they loved that show. And I, but yeah, some part of me was like, why? Like, <laughs> why do you want to watch a serial killer? You know, like yeah. what, what? And why do you love the serial killer? Like something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah so going back to this you know train accident and stuff you know i i don't i don't know why bad things happen i just you know i i have i have no answer i know life isn't fair and you know people who have it easy have good things happen for them and people who are struggling feels like they never have good things happen for them and and you know there's 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 always this balance but you know all, my argument to all of that even to the folks on the train is is i am truly sorry for for what happened to you and your family and and the loss you're going through and the hurt the sadness of being alone or or not having that uh, person and and you know we all go through that in life so it's not something that would have not happened. It's just a matter of timing. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's the, that's the God honest truth. As sad as it is, you know, it's, it's timing. It's not an, if it's a win. And, you know, we want to enjoy the time you have with the people you love, you know, every day, every moment, you know, tomorrow's not promised. And, you know, it could be something as innocent as riding in a train or flying in a plane or, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, let's just talk about what Amber just went through. Right. There's, there was a young man who was just walking home from his classes. who got jumped and stabbed by a serial killer right there at Amber school. Yeah. You know, he was, he was going to graduate in like a week with his degree. So crazy. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I I don't, I don't know why these things happen. And, and it is, it isn't fair to us that are living, but only because we're personally deprived, right? We're missing out and we have to go on without it. And it, it, it is hard and it is difficult, but, but when people say, oh, well, there can't be a God, because that happened it's like well i don't know i mean god sat there and watched his own son, innocent son who had done nothing wrong to anybody right but but only encouraged them to be good people that's all he did yeah that's all he did was walk around and say hey be nice to your neighbor hey treat people with respect Hey, you know, if you have extra, feed the hungry, right? Yeah. And and that's all he was doing. 
that that's that's all he was doing was 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 just telling them that be kind to each other and they beat the hell out of him then they threw a crown of thorns on his head and stuck it into his head then they took these this this big heavy wood cross and told him to drag after they beat him and then while he was dragging it up the hill they cursed at him. They spit at him. They threw rocks at him. They 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 told him what a bad person he was. Then then they they laid him on the cross, and they drove stakes through his hands, and then they crisscrossed his legs and drove stakes through his legs into the cross. Then they stuck the cross in the ground and they stuck him in the air. So that he would die a slow death of uh, suffocating um, and, and, and all of that on the cross. Yeah. It's and insane, he, dude. Yeah. And he didn't do, he didn't do anything. He was a carpenter. Yeah. You know, well, I, I guess he did turn a barrel of water into wine. He also kicked over some money in the temple. Yeah. Because people were, were gouging prices and 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 turned it into a swap meet instead of a movie theater yeah oh no wait i'm sorry that's us <laughs> yeah. but um you know I, I and so i mean if you if you really think about that story and then you think about you know people say oh like like hannibal said oh how can there be a god when when you know 200 plus people just perished in a train accident yeah you know, and it's and it's like, well, you know, uh, God went through the same thing. He's not asking you to go through anything. And then he had to sit there and watch it all happen. Yeah. Right. I mean, talk. I mean, think about just think about if you sat back and watched all that happen to your son. Yeah. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end, his son, the last his last act was to say forgive them father yeah so, so he's he was he was asking for for our mercy you know for for a god to show us mercy because we're a bunch of dumbasses yeah tragedy is coming for all of us yeah it is i know it, it, it comes for the birds it comes for the deer the all creatures of this earth yeah and um it's unfortunate, but it's, it is the circle of life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the best we can do is pass our, our story, however long or however short it is, you know, is pass your story of good, positive actions on to the next person, be an example. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's, there's all kinds of stories about, you know, children with cancer, right? And some of those kids have started foundations that still go today. Yeah. You know, they, they pass their story on story of survival and fighting and, 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 and trying to do good. And if we would all, you know, who knows what's, what, what good thing is going to come out of that train crash. Maybe because of that train crash, a problem is addressed. And then the next time there's a cargo train full of, uh, you know, nuclear material or, or poisonous like they had in Ohio here 
or wherever that was here in the United States where that train derailed and polluted all the land, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if that happened in a busy city. How many hundreds of thousands of people would die and, you know, die of cancer and, and you know, who knows what tragedy that has averted in the future. Yeah. You know, and I mean, that could have, that could be saving hundreds and thousands of lives and people not even know it because they found a, an, an issue in the train system and they're going to address it. Yeah. One would hope. <laughs> yeah. One would hope. Right. That's looking on the positive side. Right. You know, well, my understanding is like the cold cut straight answer to tragedy is karma. Um, like basically whatever happened to you, you earned it in your last life. Um, so again, I'm not trying to, uh, take away from like the event in India, but if your mind's reeling and you're like, how could this be? What does this mean? Um, my understanding is it means karma. Like that's those people all. Yeah. Where it's, it was their karma for that to happen. Right. But it doesn't, you know, we always, again, just, just getting back to that, that doesn't mean it's good or bad. Yeah. That's, that's my whole point is that, Hey, my sprinkler system works. Oh, good. Except for, I have two, two things that came off, but I got to wait for Amber to come help me fix it. But all the plants are getting watered. That's good. Yeah. Sorry. But, um, um, just, you know, getting back to the whole, to the whole karma thing. I mean, just because we feel the loss here and we are selfish people, right? It doesn't mean that those people aren't in a better place. Yep. That's true too. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that, that, that hungry child will never be hungry again. Right. Yeah. Um, or that homeless person is no longer homeless. Right. So it is, we're upset here on earth, you know, on, on, on this celestial plane, as you would want to say, right. (laughs) We, we are upset here, but we're upset because we lost something. Yeah. Instead of maybe rejoicing that, that, that those people, whether we feel it's too soon or too late, maybe, maybe they got exactly what they deserved and they're, they're in a better place. Yeah. Right. Well, right. Like you paid, they don't have to suffer through a life of whatever kind of thing. Well, yeah, they don't have to suffer through a life of whatever, Mm -hmm. but maybe that wasn't going to be, be their life. Right. I mean, you know, we would be, you know, as, as parents, I guarantee you there's a lot of heart, heartbroken people out there and, and you have all right to be heartbroken because you've lost something. Yeah. But, you know, a, a positive spin on this is that they truly are in a better place that, that, that they, they, they just got there faster. Yeah. Than 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 we would have liked. But then on the other hand, they don't have to suffer through certain things that maybe they were suffering through. Right. I mean, I'm in no hurry to be there because I'm enjoying my time with my kids and my wife and, you know, 
that sort of thing. Right. So, I mean, I'm selfish. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's because we love so deeply. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's, well, you have a son. You understand the true meaning of love. Idea. You know, and, and, and uh, it's sad. People, people don't understand that till they have kids. And even then there's some guy, mainly guys. There are some women, but, but mainly it's dumbass guys who, who, who just don't get it that, you know, but, but once you have kids, you know, there isn't, you know, everybody says, oh, so-and-so is a favorite and, and all that. And, and, and that isn't true. You love all your kids deeply and, 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 and differently, you know, at least, at least for myself. Now there are, there are levels of need uh-huh. of your kids, you know, and then as parents, you tend to, I will say this with, with the youngest, you know, my experience has been as parents, that's our last one. Right. Yeah. So, so, so there is a selfish loss (laughs) that you don't want. You don't want your last child to grow up because then you don't have any more in reserve. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you, you just, you know, you know, you just don't get that to be that you know, that stage of our life we want to hang on to forever. And, you know, it sounds crazy. And, you know, you and I have talked, you know, Gowan, you know, obviously Gowan's very young and, and so he requires a lot of effort and, and, you know, I don't have that kind of energy. So praise to you, my brother. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, it, it, it's still, you know, when they get older, the amount of, of physical demand, right? Like you don't have to get your kids ready and, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. When they, when they, when they get older, you can just throw a slab of meat on the table and tell them to eat. (laughs) Or play shuffleboard with them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is that what it was called? uh, That, yeah. On that video I posted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ashley's <laughs> so he's like Mitch you post some weird shit <laughs> <laughs> anyway so our, our our blessings go out to the folks in India yeah. and um, you know maybe our view on or my view or Mike's view is is twisted on 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 life but you know celebrate the time you had with those people you know we 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 all have to go on and and be grateful for the time that 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 we're given with yeah. all the people we love you know so love the ones you're with right love the one. two men with the mic is produced at close on a hanger studios you can reach them at the number two men with a mic.com amber mom wants the hangers